Rip, Rip it, it, Dan. Dan. Ribble Dan. <laughs> I think I got there first. I don't know why you keep trying to do Rip It Dan. Now. I want to try it. It seems like fun. Well, it's not fun for me when well, you then do let, it. Well, then well, let me try it once. Next episode, I start with it. Okay? Yeah, but didn't you do it last episode? Did I? Yeah. I forget. It's not that fun. Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you can throw out whatever you like. I, I think Riverdale is good. Maybe mm. we should just start saying that instead. Do you think your life would be better if your name was Dale? No. Producer Dale? Dale's kind of a sick name. I like though. Dale. You need to bring it back, you know? Yeah, bring back Dale, and we'll do it starting with Dan. One of the great things about the names Dale and Glenn is that they're uh, synonymous. Oh, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. They yeah. mean the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I actually taught, and this is, we, we were talking before the show about shitty kid names. I taught a kid this week, <laughs> a boy named Valley. Oh, wow. So. Spelled Valley? Yep. V-A-L-L-E-Y. You okay. could say he's a real valley boy, if you know what I mean. What? What do you mean? <laughs> like a valley girl, but a valley boy. Because like, oh his name is Valley? Was yeah. he like that? No. Just like a normal kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine? Yeah, probably. You're just roasting he him? He doesn't look like one the... of those kids who's like really into Clash of Clans. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I feel like you're really compromising his anonymity because in this case, <laughs> you don't need the last name to know what uh, what you're is. actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, mm, are there a lot of Valley? Uh, you know, cause we don't know if he means Valley Jensen or Valley <laughs> Valley Dollywall or. Yeah, that's true. I think there's. Yeah. Oh, there's so many valleys. Yeah. Uh, Frankie yeah. Valley. Yeah. Valley comma Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> I just think parents these days should stick to the rivers and the lakes that they're oh used to. Fucking God. <laughs> and coincidentally, I have taught kids this year both named River and Lake. So, so far, so good. Those are cool. I like both those. River and Lake. What do you think for, so to, if Dan was going to change his name to Dale, if that was like a Patreon goal, what is your, what's yeah. your, what's your limit? What's your limit? Or what's your minimum? You got to get it say. legally changed too. A quarter, quarter mil. mil. All right. Mm-hmm. That's the new goal. That's okay. a good, I think that's a good, a good way to get up to our eventual million dollar yes. goal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to Blocked Party, your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. This is episode 65, and uh, we're going to change Dan's name, and we also have a great guest here with us this week, an oft-requested guest. We must say. Oh, and, that's um, nice. Yes, yeah. that is true. And uh, he's a comedian, friend of the show. Charlie Demers is here. Hi, Hi Charlie. Charlie. Uh, nice to meet you. I prefer if you address me by my given name, Creek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is uh, nice to be- oh, That's very sweet. That's a nice uh, thing to hear. There were, uh, yeah, fans of our past podcast, Real Good Show. Uh, we're like, when is Charlie coming on oh, the block party? That's so very nice. It's, uh, yeah, because you were a, you know, a, a favorite guest hit, on yeah. there. And now you're here to talk about us changing dan's name well, to Dale. I, I have to say i very nearly uh canceled uh <laughs> because i got so oh, right. mad well, about the prosciutto and melon come on yes incident. exactly i really I, did thank I, you like i just it, it's one thing to not enjoy it i yeah. mean that's fine i mean i guess taylor is a vegan and i like i guess she gets a pass you, you know you don't, I'm a vegan you don't know about <laughs> <laughs> Stefan says as he puts a rasher of bacon in his mouth. He actually put, does it like chewing tobacco. He yeah. just tucks it into his cheek and it just sits there all episode. But like I, it was enough that I felt like I was being gaslighted listening to the show of like just that not only were you being like dragged for enjoying, but just even for knowing that it existed. This like, 
it was like uh, like a like what kind of angry hillbilly podcast have I agreed to show? Like napkin, you want to you wipe your face with a napkin? Like uh, I I just got so I, I I've never wanted to fly to the defense of John Cullen. So. I feel like you're gonna jump over the table and like strangle I, no, I'm, me. I'm really getting angry about it, even just thinking because I'm not Italian, but I do consider myself Italian adjacent. Okay, and uh, I like in the sense that I've like I've got a lot like of you age. live next to an Italian guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um uh, uh, and uh, so I I, do, I just in that I, like I've streamed the Irishman a few times yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm at, I'm I'm essentially like the Robert De Niro character in the like I have one of those rings okay yeah, yeah. and right it's like there's not that many people who have one and like <laughs> like nobody Irish has one also I'm not Irish um but uh, yeah, I mean, prosciutto and melon, like one. I mean, it's very. But I, I was already a little mad that you had tried to slip it into charcuterie. Because well, like, it's not, it's not a charcuterie. Like it's its own. So yeah, it, but it, it would be for already, me, is what I'm saying. Well, wasn't though. the category Super Bowl snacks also? Yeah, that but, to me is so, the nuts part. Is it doesn't fall under the category of a Super Bowl? That snack was not what you said on the episode. No, Do but not that's what I'm saying. Now. Revise I'm this history. But he's trying to grow. Like I mean, look. I, <laughs> Like I can hear John's, you know, you hear John's the way he speaks. I've met John's dad. I know that John didn't grow up going to any prosciutto and melon parties. <laughs> this, this is something he can't do as an adult. This is part of an attempt to, uh, uh, and you know, so I uh, was willing to take it when he put it in charcuterie as just like, uh, like slotting into the category of vaguely effeminate meats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, prosciutto is the most effeminate meat, I think. Yeah. Right? Prosciutto, I mean, it is. It's, yeah. If you mean like, but it's elegant. Yes, of course. Like, yeah. Because um, I like prosciutto by itself. I like melon by itself. You know, I probably would like those two things by by themselves. And I like the poor man's prosciutto and melon, which is ham and pineapple. Oh wow, that's <laughs> not, okay. You know what? No, no, John, don't pish tosh because I like ham and pineapple. No, I do too. But do, do you not agree that that's sort of like the, wow. the, the working man? This is a prosciutto real, and melon. I um, you you it is, are though. the one eighty machine because <laughs> just as I like had you, the Lynn Mar, uh, the Manuel uh, Miranda tweets, I was like, that's Stefan. He's something. I got so mad from that place of like so admiring. <laughs> went to so angry about prosciutto and melon, and I'm right back to like poor man's prosciutto and melon yeah. is ham and it pineapple. It has to be right. And now, because I so dislike ham and pineapple, you got me questioning whether I'm a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man! I just feel like, wow, man. No, because I, I'm to so me, fucking high <laughs> right now. <laughs> pineapple and melon, though, are very different flavors. Very. So they are both way acidic, more acidic. But yeah, pineapple's more but acidic. Ha- for but sure. you agree that ham and prosciutto are like in the same family. Well, 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 yeah. Meat, right? well yeah. prosciutto I mean, is the type of ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We go it's even the further. it's the effeminate ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some like uh, very macho Italian right now listening to this, like yelling at his mom, who's like, hey, "They're calling prosciutto effeminate." I'm, yeah. like, I'm gonna bust the fucking vein over here. Oh, I remember. When, <laughs> I just remember in high school, you know, back before. The days when I was woke and just being really upset when I saw men eating prosciutto. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, come on. That's a lady's meat. Oh, were you going to ballet after you eat that prosciutto? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, if uh, I mean, it would not end with an O if it were 
a truly effeminate meat. That's true. Like in yeah. the in the Latin kind of the fact that it ends with an ends with an O does I think slot it te- grammatically as a masculine meat. I think what makes it maybe uh, a bit like fancier is how thin it's cut. It's a very thin cut meat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas like salami or something, That's you know, true. you get a big thick cut of salami. But what about prosciutto crudo, where it's cut a little bit thicker? Well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You're just make, you're making shit up now. What is that? I am not making it up. You prosciutto want to look it up? crudo? Correct. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> it doesn't really rhyme. I guess it, it does. What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's when, it's what when is the, that? It's when the crew is eating prosciutto. <laughs> what is prosciutto crudo? That's what, we call, that's what the Italians call it. Hey, let's get the crudo together and eat some prosciutto. <laughs> now I, but I, okay. I like prosciutto. I like. Have you had prosciutto salami? I, Where it's like salami with like prosciutto in there. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> is this like Italian turducken? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Proshami? Yeah. You know what's really good if we're talking salami is bison salami. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm on board for more or less anything you want to salamize. Any meat that yeah, you yeah. want to uh, That's include. Charlie's favorite parable, Solomon Gomorrah. <laughs> yeah, Solomonized Gomorrah. Uh, Lot's uh, wife turns into a pillar of salt, and then that salt is used to cure every animal on Noah's Ark. It's, uh, it's just my kind of Old Testament supercut. Oh, uh, Solomizing God. was a crime in the 1960s. Just... Yeah, I Te- like the fable where God uh, is is gonna make Abraham make his son eat prosciutto and melon. <laughs> but then he goes, I wouldn't do yeah. that to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Give him ham and make... pineapple yeah. instead. We're yeah. not a fancy family. <laughs> I love that God, God is Italian. We're doing all Italian <laughs> hand gestures. Yeah, I feel like it would be. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm having a hard time switching out of the Italian into more of a Yiddish. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not, I don't really think you're gonna make your kid eat the. <laughs> I'm really gonna eat the prosciutto and melon. That's dis- that's disgusting. I like. The Not only are you gonna eat trafe, you're gonna wrap it in fruit. That's Old Testament God, and then New Testament God is Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, it's all about the fucking forgiveness. <laughs> I like that when you were doing the Yiddish impression, you were looking at me like. I'm close, right? <laughs> John, John, like, come on, John. This is a pretty close John impression. Cullen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, because I know that Cullen's just your, your stage name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. John Cullensteinberg <laughs> is how you grew up. John Cullen Fiddler on the roof. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, but I, I'm glad that I came. It's... Uh, it's been great. <laughs> You've gotten over it, even though Stefan doesn't know what prosciutto well, crudo is. I ju- when I, uh, what I admi- no one knows that shit. That is, is real. Okay. But I admire, oh, here's what I admire. Your level of, you, no one will dampen your confidence in your deli meat knowledge. Because when we got to prosciutto crudo, even though we had established <laughs> your ignorance, <laughs> you were right back in there with this. That's not a thing. There's no prosciutto crudo. No foods rhyme. And we were no, right back. No in. foods rhyme. That's, That's true. Where I draw the line. Well, foods yeah. do not. Prosci- rhyme. I believe in prosciutto and melon because those things don't rhyme. <laughs> Ham and pineapple that doesn't rhyme. Yes. Okay, and those two things don't rhyme. Oh so give me God. give me an example of a food that rhymes. You could call Stefan a field manager because he's always moving the goalposts. What? <laughs> Is that what they do in sports? That's yeah. their, their big That's responsibility. What the field manager does. Yeah. They get out there and they're like, hey, these goalposts are in the wrong place. Oh, <laughs> they're Italian too, obviously. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Uh, saying. Are there any foods that rhyme? 
Well, I mean, prosciutto crudo, apparently. Prosciutto crudo. I mean, That's there has one. to be, right? Okay, I will name one. Surf Smart and guy. turf? Surf and turf is kind of, yeah. Surf isn't a type of food. <laughs> it is if you're eating the poor to feed Whoa. the rich. Oh, mm. surf Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's if you had like a, a Russian peasant yeah. and a trans ex- exclusionary radical feminist, <laughs> and you had a surf and turf meal. Like, um, yeah, uh, and he like. Uh, oh, you yeah. could have J.K. Rowling and then all the people she hates on Twitter. <laughs> so I don't know anything about J.K. Rowling, but she's not down with uh, trans stuff, right? She's a big. She's a turf. Is, is yeah, that's my understanding. Right. Like, I don't know. It seems like everyone who's a turf is also British. I don't know if that's a thing too. <laughs> I like, I could be wrong here, but I, I feel like that is generally like uh, Graham Linehan. Well, he's Irish, right. but, but they're, they're over in the United Kingdom. They're over, <coughs> over there. You right. know, there's a big population of, of oh, turfs over there. Turfs. Yeah. That's my, yeah. that's my understanding. Just, just through Twitter. That's my understanding of it. Wow. I know people in the discord will, will confirm this. I'm pretty sure. I feel like that is generally the case though. There. Yeah, so, I'm not. Uh, you're not well versed enough. This is yeah. This we can is go a, back to food that rhymes if you want. <laughs> J.K. Rowling is like I'm. I so this is for me because I'm born 1980, which is usually slotted into the last year of Generation X. If right. you like, look at the kind of clusters, and it does make sense to me because I do feel like I'm on the other side of most of the defining kind of like borderline generational cultural things. And Harry Potter is one, but so I don't know. I don't You're know. You're just any. way out of it. Yeah. But so, you have to assume that perhaps your daughter in a couple of years could get into Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, if she's still my daughter, J.K. Rowling, <laughs> like it's up to her. Uh, yes, no, she totally could. Right. <clears throat> no, that's the thing. So I, I if I'm if I'm reading her the books, but is that how it works? Don't you like why would she and I read a book from a generation neither of us are a part of? I think Harry Potter is still a pretty big part of the discourse for kids. Right. Oh yeah, because you're in the you're yeah. right in the muck. So I was. I, read, yes. I loved it. I read it as a kid. Oh, yeah, I got the too. first book I mean, in like 1998 or something. I went to like and... the midnight book launches. Yeah, me too. Like, oh yeah, it yeah. was it was sickening. Yeah. But uh, that was one of the first viral videos I can remember. Was the uh, I think it was Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. And the guy drives by the midnight opening and is like, hey, Snape kills Dumbledore. And then everyone just starts like screaming and caterwauling and just like it was right. it was wonderful. Is that it. real? Is that a thing? That, that happened? was like yeah. the, that was the big spoiler from that book. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sorry yeah. for spoiling. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, no, but it's, it's it's like pure gobbledygook. Like I, right. people go, I'm a Gryffindor snakehead. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you have read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prosciutto crudo. Uh, like I, I don't, uh, and it's like my uncle um, had never seen Star Wars, and right, me neither. He got such what? a kick out of being able to. Yeah, you're a no well, drugs, that no caffeine, yeah. no Star Wars. Well, he, yeah, you do no, smoke weed. No now. Java, no Java. He as does. We always say, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He does. He's a weed guy now. Though. Are you a weed guy now? Well, every couple weeks, right? I smoke weed like yeah, maybe once every ten to twenty days. Hey, 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 smoke weed every 10 to 20 days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I sing it when that song comes on. you just on. do it to like play video games or something, right? No, like, no. I do it before I go to sleep usually. Okay, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Just like a relaxing, you know, yeah, just like a before bed kind of. The way I know, eat whatever. a tray of deli meats. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. As a sleeping aid. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, it is a sleeping aid, depending on how much you eat. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I, I, I do. I will say, I think I've said this on the show already. I don't I don't understand or I can't connect to the idea of like being high and going somewhere like that holds no yeah. appeal to me. I don't I'll do that. I'll go to the movies, but sure. I will like eat the edible like just before I get there. So I'm not really right. dealing with anyone while I'm just like blitzed. And then I'm just right. sitting in the theater for like two hours or whatever. So. Right. So I could, yeah, I'm like, maybe I could do that. Yeah. But yeah, the idea of like just being high all the time, I can't, that's not. Like I remember I being in like college being so high and going to like the grocery store and it was yeah horrifying. Yeah. See like that doesn't appeal. The, the appeal to me is in the like relaxing of yes. it. It's the like, I get, it's like Friday night, Becca and I don't have any plans. Yeah. You know, we smoke a little bit of weed. Maybe we eat a pizza. Yeah. With some prosciutto crudo. <laughs> And some melon. You're gonna, you're gonna just, some You're gonna keep rubbing my face in this. I would honestly eat a prosciutto and melon pizza. I'll put that what out there. What the fuck? That would be good. Oh, I was. I'm so embarrassed for having taken your. <laughs> you wouldn't think that would be good. Uh, the I mel- would the be prosciutto good. would be fine. Hot melon. Well, no, you'd put the melon on after. I That's, think, wouldn't you? Oh, melon on pizza is just a bridge too far. Melon. On, I that, really have to. Say that's the, the most stuff. fucked up thing you have ever said. That is not the most fucked up thing. I've not ever even said. on this, like on this podcast, like ever. I think that no. was. It was. I mean, no, that's, I've said way worse shit. The, <laughs> cold, cold melon on on pizza is just. Yeah, it's true. There's no temperature of melon that I find suitable. But see, I would say there's a there's cold. a pizza at Rocky Mountain Flatbread here in Vancouver okay. that's like a, it's a speck, which is like close to prosciutto. It's yeah, a type of ham yeah. and and mango, and I like that a lot. So I would say to me, it's like a it's similar. The, how's the mango? So cut? the mango, I, so the mango is very small. It's kind of like bite sized pieces okay. of mango, and I'm guessing that. They put it on cold, and it's about like I'd say room temperature by the time you eat it because it's been sitting on the hot pizza. But I feel so like to with, me, melon would be a it'd be a similar vibe. There's no way you can slice melon to be like a good size on the on the. Pizza. Oh, I think you could. You could make it like little tiny little Those, melon. But that's pieces. bullshit. That's, Here's where I'm gonna go, <clears throat> Fieri on your ass. Uh, <laughs> so mango has a meaty texture. Mm. It's like jackfruit. That's what yeah. makes it feel at home. On top of a pizza, whereas melon has a very um, a non-meaty texture. <laughs> like it's got that kind of papery, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you like know pineapple I mean? has a meaty texture too. In a way, it's like, uh, like sort of fibrous. You know it's like I mean? yeah, it's like, fibrous. It's yeah. like I got a cellular kind of. Yeah, uh, I like that the chef touchstone you chose was Guy Fieri. No, because like, I'm gonna go Fieri on your ass. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> because he always he'll just drop it in he, in the right. in a. In in a very uh, down to earth sentence and context, because he'll be in the back of like Jack Dolls, uh, uh, Jalapeno Popper Emporium, <laughs> and he'll be like, "I like the way the acidity of the right uh, fucking the jalapeno par- parmesan fist uh, <laughs> uh, goes against the, the cream sauce." Uh, but so I I feel like mango I can imagine because of its uh, because of the way it fe- the, uh, because of its mouth feel right yeah okay I was it's funny that you say so that, you admit I, you're wrong I just tweeted about Guy Fieri no I would still have melon on a pizza but I tweeted about <laughs> Guy Fieri today actually so that was funny that you brought that up what hey, was your oh uh, uh, just about how you he he, he a lot because a lot of people are like oh he never says anything bad on diners drive-ins and dives it's always he always compliments the food but if you watch enough you understand he has a He's very got he has a very absolutely. clear ranking system and I call it the three O's 
Okay, so if if something is outstanding, that mm-hmm. means it's like fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, that's fine. If it's offside, then he's then he likes it. Yeah. Then it's like good. If it's out of bounds, yeah, yeah top ten. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yes, yeah. he doesn't say out of bounds very often. And then I've noticed. Has he we, said because he's been to Vancouver a few times? Has he said out of bounds for anything in Vancouver? Mm, I don't think so. I know he really I don't know. he really liked uh, Peaceful Noodle. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know if he said out of bounds, though. Peaceful Noodle is the only Vancouver place that really went all in on Guy Fieri. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, like, if my daughter sees Guy, F- my daughter's six, if she, uh, named after six from Blossom, <laughs> uh, she's 12. Uh, uh, she, uh, my daughter sees Guy Fieri in any context. She's like, from Peaceful. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, he's, like, on the wall Yeah, there, like, he's full sign outside. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Where as like um, other places, uh, so the, he went into Jethro meat and bread, meat and, yeah. bread. and apparently, and I don't know this. Like I only heard this sort of in in the gossip lane, but it was from people who were in TV at the time. But like they went back to do the Guy Fieri stencil, like because he do, he does this he like, like signs the restaurant here, yeah, yeah essentially. And uh, they, the people at Meat and Bread were kind of like, we put a lot of time into the... Because Meat and Bread has a very sort of defined right. yeah. aesthetic, or at least did. Like, I don't know. They're, they're, they're sort of spreading now, so I don't know right. if that's still the case. But um, that was that where they, they... Didn't want, they didn't want him to stencil their... Wow. Um, I mean, I can agree with that. I had... <laughs> I used to have a Guy Fieri cutting board. Because it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I saw it at Canadian Tire and it was signed. <laughs> like not actually signed, yeah. but it was like it was like black. It had like, I think kind of like a pentagram thing on it. And it he signs his name Guy with an exclamation point. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. write his own last name. And it was the it was the funniest. I'll see if I can bring it up. But it was so funny. Uh, but I, I would say too, there's a couple other things I've noticed. If he calls them a dangerous man or woman, that's mm-hmm. also very good. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the cutting board I have. <clears throat> That's amazing. Jesus Christ. The best thing ever. You still have it? Uh, no, I got rid of it, I think. Uh, and then uh, if he's over describing the ingredients, he doesn't like it. Okay. Yeah. That's his way of kind of like, oh, people. I really like the buying way that time. this kind of, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. buying time so he doesn't have to say like, oh, this is really You know good. what? My guess for the Funko that yeah. we're going to open is, is Guy some... Fieri. Okay. I'm going to well, guess. We should open this. Okay. So we I got... mean, that would explain <clears throat> the uh, return address uh, from Flavortown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did sort of give it away. Okay, so well, this is the last Funko. No, we're this opening. is actually Guy's son Hunter. <laughs> he lives with him in Flavortown. <laughs> this is the last Funko we're opening because we're recording yes. the the we're doing the we video are, Funko. We unboxing are recording episode. the Funko Pop Challenge video right episode this. with Kevin Banner. Right after this, it will be coming out at the end of February. So if you're someone who is you know been looking forward to that. It's coming up. Yes. Get excited. If you're not on the Patreon right now, uh, you can do so. Obviously, patreon.com slash block party. That video episode is coming out at the end of this month where we're going to open all of these whatever God, shit Funkos so many of received. So we'll see which one today. So, Charlie, we like to play a game where we guess what the Funko will be. So Stefan is guessing it's Guy Fieri. Well, but we also we also guess like kind of the general category. So for Guy Fieri... I guess it's Food Network? I would say like reality TV. Okay. We'll say, and then I'll, I'll guess Guy Fieri. Okay. And there's no context that I'm missing. We have no every time fucking, itself, we know anything. We know shot in the dark. I will, okay, I will say there's like a 10% chance it's Princess Diana. 
Wow. So just keep okay. that in mind. Yeah, because we've got it. Like, you can see, Charlie, the gamut is over there. We've got Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. We've got the Kool-Aid Man. And that one's actually good. We've got two <laughs> hockey players. We've got Teen Wolf. We've got whatever the guy's name is from Big Bang Theory. And we have two Princess Dianas. So you can see, like, we don't have any. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you're due for a Fergie. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking of Princess Fergie. Yes, but, I knew. I okay, got the context. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, the Duchess, but it, but of, York, could uh, be the the Duchess other, of York. I thought you meant right? the singer. But it could be the yeah. singer. Yeah. So and it's the, it's the Funko Pop. It's uh, immortalized the moment where she pissed herself on stage. <laughs> Did you remember that? Herself on yeah, stage? she pissed herself on stage. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Really? That sounds yeah. cool. Black Eyed Pea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you look it up? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's she great. did. She did. Anyway, I think, I'm embarrassed. So, oh, so is that your guess? It's, no, it's obviously everyone made um, in uh, <laughs> 2015. Wow. It said it was in 2005. If you just image search it. Anyway. Okay. So my uh, guess is, is Guy Fieri. Okay. And Charlie's guessing any Fergie. Uh, <laughs> Black Eyed Peas and uh, or. Okay. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of the <laughs> Brian Quinby uh, picture where I, he spilled his water. And, and she's wearing like the same outfit. Yeah, that Brian exactly, yeah, exactly. Cargo shorts. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that it is um, a, because uh, it's, it's, it's not going to be the, I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's not the Duchess of York. Uh, <laughs> she is one of the them in the Royals. Is she really? Yeah, because they have a whole royal set. Is yeah. there a Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> uh, no, they can't find that figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just got the mystery hands yeah. coming in. Yeah, the, um, exactly. Uh, I, I think it will be a because uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be run of the mill so it's no, not going to be not. it's not just going to be your people Chewbacca. are definitely sending it's going to be bad on purpose so be, like you could guess like a cool one like Darkwing Duck like that right. would be kind of okay. cool okay, I think, okay. You know? but uh, but it's not going to be one no of those. it's it's not so so it'll be I like I yeah um okay so you're saying Guy Fieri I'm I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> uh I, I think it's going to be one of their leftover um uh Mario Batali's. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> in the in the Crocs. <laughs> okay, John, what's your guess? Uh, well, it's it's actually crazy to me that we haven't opened a Rick and Morty one yet. Oh yeah, because there's so, a lot of there's a lot of pickle Rick ones. Yeah, so I'm gonna say it's a TV, and I'm just gonna say it's something to do with Rick and Morty. Okay, all right, here we go. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, well, it says that on the top the category is animation. Okay. Oh man. Oh, maybe it is Darkwing Duck. It is a pickle Rick oh, toys. Holy shit! Oh, yes, I think I'm the first person to actually get it right. Wow! Oh my god! This is the uh, the pickle Rick where he's got this like uh, oh, he's someone, got the suit. Yeah, because yeah. someone posted this the in, the, in the chat already. Oh that, that's god. very impressive that I got it right. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's 8,500 Funko Pops. So. Holy shit! Uh, yeah. So this is okay. Does anyone know anything about Rick and Morty? What the yeah, fuck is so this, this suit? Is, he's so got, he's got it's like, a dead rat. I've seen the episode. Oh. He, he kills a he kills a rat and then uh, forms it into like an exoskeleton oh. like suit, like a mech suit. God, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, sorry for this peek behind the scenes, but do we have to keep the Fergie P shot <laughs> up on? The- oh yeah, we could watch the other video <laughs> if you go to my Twitter. Uh, no, no, we're not doing that. But this is, I mean, and also you can see the shoddy craftsmanship. There's glue just like on the side of oh, the suit yeah. there. But is that part of the... No, um, no I don't know. I think just, that's just uh, a manufacturing. Oh, no, very, poor. yeah, yeah. very poorly made. And they don't make pickle ricks like they used to. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, to me, like, so Pickle Rick looks very angry in this. He's got like some little rat claw things or whatever. It, it, what this actually, they say it's Pickle Rick with suit, but what they yeah. should actually call it is Rick and Morty fan who's angry about the Szechuan sauce. Because he does, he does look very mad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that was amazing. You actually, you guessed it right. Thank you. Holy I shit. Well, I didn't think it would ever happen, but yeah. here we are, episode 65. And I, I will say when we do the episode, I think the chances are good we get like three or four uh, yeah, of these. Yeah, definitely. Because this is so bad. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. You, I mean, uh, you get, that was, I mean, it's not one in 8,500 because there are certain True, criteria, yes. but that was genuinely very impressive. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. I'm trying my best. Can we quickly watch the video? I want to show it to you. I don't want to watch this. Terrible thing to be the best thing (laughs) that that you ever do in your life. Look, yeah. Okay. We've impressed you in multiple ways. (laughs) I I feel like I feel like I'm impressing you. You're like, oh, I like John's prosciutto melon tape. When I when I all the worst things I could be good. I retweeted this video last week on on Thursday. I purposely avoided. I I put a warning out before I retweeted it. I said, hey, just a heads up, everyone. I'm about to retweet a video of a guy getting his penis stuck in closing elevator doors. And I do not want to watch this. So I was wrong. It was they're train doors. Okay. That's so much more Freudian. <laughs> but the other thing is, I think John thinks that it's like, he thought it was like an, a, a horrible accident, but it's like a, a couple guys like just joking around. And it's, so it's like a jackass style stunt. And it doesn't like, mean I want to see but that. But you like the, you like the jackass stuff. Yes. You like jackass movies. Most of them, but there are a lot of jackass uh, the things I don't this like. This is not on like the paper cut level or like the sweatsuit see, cocktail. See, the paper cut thing didn't bother me That's that much. That's fucked. That's the worst one. The paper that's cut one is so. One. That's the worst one. No. I think. what's the paper cut thing? It's, they like paper cut like, like the webbing cut. of their fingers oh, okay. and their yeah. tongue and, and stuff. Okay. The worst one is uh, the I thought one it was all yeah. still penis. No, do they paper cut the dick? No, they don't no. paper cut. By the, the dick. Oh, before we watch this, I do. I do want to say I came up with an idea for because they're doing another Jackass movie. They're doing Jackass Four, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited for it. And I've got a stunt for Dave England. Dave England is kind of like the resident like poop and pee guy. <laughs> on Jackass, <laughs> and just... my idea is that he goes to a urinal and tries to piss into it backwards. So he has to put his penis between his legs and try and spray into the urinal backwards. <laughs> I would love to see that because I think that's actually difficult to do. Yeah, just you know? a regular. Well, just you a... don't have to think it's difficult to do. <laughs> it's, it's just for sure difficult to do. I like that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this is just a regular thing. Like you are just sitting at home and you're like. You know, could he come at it from different angles? Like, if he couldn't do the tuck back, could he try and do it? That was oh, my. The, that's the thing. Like an arc. My over original his. thought was that that's what you were saying. That he would no. like get a boner and then try and go over that's, top. Okay, that's a whole other thing. I would love to see that because then it's getting on his face and stuff. Most likely, yeah. Right? That's a good point. I mean, I think maybe he I tries a couple the first ways to time do it. I saw the pointing up boner because I don't get those. I get the point <laughs> out, straight out. Boner, You're a straight boner. out guy. Yeah. You're a ninety degree boner. <laughs> when I first saw the pointing up. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on with that guy's dick? Wow. I'm a strictly point up boner man. Holy. I mean, that just seems to me a, a real design flaw. I mean, it's worked for me. I'm like, yeah. it, it, makes, it makes the uptuck real easy. Yeah. Like, if you get it, like, you know, what's you an uptuck? Well, if you get like a boner in a public Into place, the waistband. and then you gotta, like, you tuck know, it you're in like, the oh, I don't wanna. Yeah. So you tuck I don't up. get public boners anymore. No, me neither. That's strictly that, a th- team. Those days That's are a team long thing. gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was way too vigorously denied. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. totally <laughs> conspiratorial. Like, you both just let's, with your eyes, you're like, let's both agree to back each other up that neither of us has done this since we were teenagers. 
just yeah. Public. Well, not done. This. I just don't it's think it's like yeah. something I did. It was just <laughs> like I'd be I, sitting. I, I'm in not math like class. physically capable of getting random boners. Anymore. No, no. Like, that's what just, happens when you get happen. old. You yeah. get boner control. Yeah. I don't know if it's not that. even boner control. Well, that's true. More like I wish for yes. a boner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, okay. So I do not. This video is like eight seconds long. I know, but you're doing it for the listeners. They love you. So, uh, in this, you know, I don't like watching things. This video opens with a man's penis. And it's out. He's wearing like a suit, and it's mm-hmm. out of his uh, pants. His penis is out. And then a friend of his grabs what's his the, penis. What's the degree of his bone? <laughs> and he's, he's wearing, wearing a garish green suit. It's not yes. a great suit. It's yeah, like he looks, okay. the guy looks like the Joker. <laughs> I mean, it almost looks like a Mr. Bean suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a purple tie and a green suit. So it's seven seconds long. You guys can handle a seven-second video. <sighs> I mean, I, I, there are lots of videos that are seven seconds long that I do not want to. Like see. what? Just so like, I know. So many. Okay. Well, just, we'll get at me. Like all the, the gross, all the gross all, things. Basically everything that I show you. Yes. Okay. Most of them are seven seconds. Like you're acting like, oh, it's only seven seconds. I just want to like, know what you guys think about. A lot of bad it. shit can happen in seven I, seconds. I just want to know what you guys you think about You watch someone get video. their head chopped off in seven seconds. No, it takes longer than that. This is like that, um, uh, remember in A Few Good Men, where the guy tries to uh, show, t- Tom Cruise tries to show how long two minutes is, and the guy says, I've been on the t- a sh- ship and two and a half minutes can be the blink of an eye or the crawling across the desert floor, <laughs> like the the discussing like the r- relational nature of time, but, but with uh, dick videos. Yeah, that's basically exactly yeah. what this is. But this is this is seven seconds long. It does. I will say it does feel like long. It- <laughs> <laughs> great. So, that's a great way to so set it up. Let's let's that play really this. Gets, I do. Really I just want to know what you guys think because this is just to me. You want to know what I think? Yeah, that's what you think. Maybe you, you'll like it. You're like, oh, I. You know what? I saw this Get video of here. a guy's dick. Get back. I can hear Becca in the kitchen. Get back in here. She's rooting around with some pots and pans or something. <laughs> Becca, don't. We have a fun video. She doesn't need to be part of this anyway. Okay. Well, are you sure? You yeah, can tell her about it. I don't know after. why you're like, I wonder what John thinks of this. Maybe. Like, why do you watch maybe, this and you're like, I wonder what John thinks you, of this? Well, you've got nothing to worry about. You got a straight up dick. It's never getting stuck in a door. <laughs> that's a, that's well, his dick point. is flaccid. It's <laughs> a flaccid dick stuck in a door. <laughs> yeah. You got to be trying. Yeah. Oh, well, no, they they are definitely trying. Oh, wow. I think they want to see what happens. Oh, boy. So, like, I mean, again, why do you want to see what happens? It's like, so oh, funny. I wonder what happens if I stick because my dick in a door. Because it's so funny. Oh, this wonder, is the funniest video I've ever seen. I wonder what seen. happens if I shoot myself in the face. It's oh. so funny. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Okay. Dan, hit play. Fuck. Here we go. Oh. oh, my God. Why? And his friend's just holding his dick for him? <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those doors that has like padding right i mean there's i have a lot of questions about like but imagine going to jail for this like because you this is a hundred percent indecent exposure yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. imagine going to sex offender jail for this yeah like you go to jail as a as a short eyes like like the guy who gets fucking and like it's eyes for content, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> did it for the content. I just, I really oh, wish yay. we could see, because it's a train door. I really wish we could see more and see the train. Like, I don't. Leaving the station, you just see this little dick like flapping <laughs> in the wind. I don't wish that. I would love to see. I'd love to know what happened to this guy. I also, I think it's very strange that they went in the planning. The friend was like, yeah, I will pull your flaccid dick out straight at a 90 degree angle so it can get caught. I mean, in... look, I think it's also possible that it's a fake dick. 
It really looks it fake. It could to me. be it could be a fake dick. All right. It's entirely okay, possible well, I don't it's need a fake to dick. See... Yeah, yeah, it does kind of look like a fake dick now that I see it going. So we're watching the door. in slow-mo. Man, if it's a fake dick, I'm I'm fucking pissed off. That's a fake dick, actually. I no. Think. I think that's a fake dick. You think so? The way it squishes the color like that? of it too is a little Yeah, that's a fake dick. Okay. That's a pickle rick. And he's also but, <laughs> that's a pickle. But he, he's also he's not wearing a garish green suit. That was a So I will so I will say though, it it's uncut. And I and I you can sort of see just like the tip the pink tip of the head of his penis behind the foreskin and I cannot imagine if they do make fake like penises they're making like fake flaccid uncut penises where you can all like you can pull back the foreskin well, I mean this is obviously European it, no it's very clearly European because uh, so. yeah it's, there's a train and he's uncut like that's yeah. too big I've never seen an uncircumcised fake dick. It's, that's no, what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Well, so this is an anti-Semitic. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is for like if like if you need like a Nazi dildo. I, I mean, but the thing is, you can see the foreskin sort of moves because you can see the head of his uh, penis yeah, behind yeah. the foreskin, and I just feel like even if they made a fake dick with a foreskin on it, they're not going to go to the effort of changing the color of the. They might have the dickhead inside, and it's like slightly pulled back over the dickhead, but the dickhead's going to be the same color. You know what I mean? I have mm. to. I have to agree. Just basic. <laughs> just based on uh, cost benefit analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'll just put it out there. This is the worst conversation I've ever been a part of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my literal entire life. I'm trying to be a good I've sport. I've never been. I've I'm never been. To yeah, Thank I mean, you. I'm trying to be a good sport. I mean, I don't want to come in and poo all over no. the. Yeah, but poo on this penis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Okay, but going going to the fake side of the argument. No, no, if you're going to well, this have, is over now. If, no, I it's can't not. talk about no, this anymore. Not. No, it's not. Well, you don't have to talk about it. You're literally on if, this show if, debating if, whether or not yes, this is a so fake uncircumcised. But so here's penis. what I'm so here's what I'm saying. If it is, I honestly hope we lose every listener if, we have. If it is a fake uncircumcised penis, the only place you're going to get that is Europe, and they're in Europe, so it's possible. You know what I mean? Like well, if this it's was possible a, that it's fake. If this was like a New York subway train, I'd be like, okay, that's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like there's, so I'm going to say 60, 40 it's, real look, to fake. Look at the, Are look, you looking up fake? I literally just looked up uncircumcised dildo. But the thing is, that might be hard though. It's got to be, that's Stephen, not a dildo. That's soft. No one's, were you slapping it around? Stephen, down, like what? I'm just saying the first result that comes up is from Betty's toy box.com. Okay. It says 61 amazing uncut dildos with foreskin. All right. But are they 61. soft? This is soft, right? That's the thing. Yeah. But the, yo, these, these definitely look like they could be soft, like kind of that floppy type of dildo. Okay. Let's see. No, <laughs> definitely. I, I have to say your, um, well, yeah, that one is. Soft. Well, no, now I am fully participating. <laughs> yes. I, so well, now that I've had it. Yeah, see, this one is completely. Yeah, that I one. Mean, that I, that I actually reckon. looks like a joke turd. From it a, does, from actually. A, from yeah. A, Becca just walked by and like shook her head at me. Uh, yeah, I know, because this is happening in our house. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Okay. I, look. Okay. Okay. How did go. we go from debating whether or not to watch this once to it's we've like, now watched this? Is a film. Film. So yeah. look. Look at the foreskin pull back. Okay. So go back. I'm slightly. not looking at it anymore. The I for, really do think a lot skin, of people have turned it the, off. By the foreskin now. pulls so. back. The foreskin pulls back. Right there. People right there. What is that? This, this is a real Jim Garrison moment. <laughs> the foreskin pulls back. Okay. To the left. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's. This is a. This is a real dick. It's his real penis. Okay. Well, 
I am, should we do our social media update? Yep. My me, social media update would, is this video again. <laughs> I would like to do anything that isn't this. Okay. So let's move on <laughs> to right. our social media updates. Charlie, thank you for still being here. Uh, is there uh, anything you would like to talk about that is not that video in your social media update? Yeah, I mean, I recently saw this video of a guy who gets uh, his testicles stuck in a train door. <laughs> are I'm they, not are they sure real they're real testicles. testicles. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think they're my... uncut testicles. <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up to uncut gems. Uh, uh, I um. I feel like my uh, uh, Instagram search, like, y- y- you know that when you just click on the search, the, yeah, the magnifying, magnifying glass, glass yeah. and it's got your suggested videos. I feel like me and that algorithm have finally totally dissociated. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought now, you were going to say the other way around. That no, you, it was, that we've it totally was synced up. Yeah. No, like uh, the the one... So there's two things that that algorithm other understands about me. And then otherwise, when I look at it, like I see nothing yeah. of myself. Right. And it's, it, it's getting, it's getting, it's gotten uncanny where I feel like I'm going through someone else's like medicine cabinet. Right. Or but isn't like, that kind of cool though, that you're, that you're such so. a rogue online that like even Instagram doesn't know. Can't, can't figure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can't, it can't get a beat on me. Yeah. Cause it's like, it so can, that's cool. Yeah. It, t- it can tell that I don't like, like centrist politicians. So, so then it's like, so do you want this Trump stuff? And, that, and then I'm like, well, no, I don't want the Trump stuff. Right. Uh, so it knows that I like Bernie Sanders. And so it gives me a lot of like Bernie Sanders, um, Content and it knows that I like the Sopranos. Okay, right. so it gives me a lot of Sopran like yeah. Sopranos memes content. and like, yeah, yeah. And then otherwise, it is this like total fucking mishmash of like super normcore um, U.S. version of The Office like clips and memes yeah, of like yeah. from seasons. I mean, just. Season so deep into the run of that show, just all like, Robert California memes. Just, 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 I have like no sense of like where I've realized like I, I've seen clearly not even half of this series, right? Um, and then like uh, kind of Michelle Obama empowerment ah. memes, mm-hmm. uh, but then also um, uh, oh, there's I. Uh, some musician who's the musician that it always I left my phone in the other room, but I like I there's some musician who I don't listen to that it is right. always um oh and it's just like the I mean v- very the the Instagram algorithm is like you're you're still like the Kobe Bryant thing is still like a right. very yeah, big, a big and yeah. ongoing part of like yeah. what's going like. Uh, because I'm the father of a daughter, and I mean, like, obviously, like, the uh, it was a very sad story, and then uh, all that, you know, girl dad stuff that happened in the, like, f- yes. the fall, it was, it was um, very, it, you know, was very deeply touching, but I'm not, like, I'm not a, I don't. I'm not an active basketball fan in yeah. the post Grizzlies world, or post Vancouver mm-hmm. Grizzlies yes, world. Yes, Um And I'm not... uh I wasn't a huge like Kobe Bryant fan. I mean, I like yeah. it's not my like. Uh, <clears throat> it's obviously like a very sad thing, and then but 
it's Instagram's like, uh, we're going to help you get through this, but like, <laughs> we know like this is like very central to, so it's just like U.S. office, Kobe Bryant, Michelle Obama, maybe Trump. Uh, and then, <laughs> I guess like, it's just like a safe bet. It's like, well, most people like I some guess of this so, stuff. I guess so. And then the Sopranos thing is this weird thing of like Sopranos Instagram and like mob movie Instagram makes no distinction between actual mafia and um, mob movie, mob TV. Yeah. There's zero like. Because you're going to like the ironic Sopranos movies, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And then they have this the serious ones. And the serious ones. But then also like then like pictures of like John Gotti. Yeah. And then, like, pictures. <laughs> right. of, like, so, like, did they just, there's a full-on, like, and you go to these pages. And so this is the thing. I think what it is is I'm feeding the algorithm by being so morbidly curious of, like, why do you think I would like this? <laughs> right. And then so I, you're clicking on it. And then I click it. on the thing. I'm yeah. like. And then it just keeps, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, like why, why do you think I want to read a Soledad O'Brien <laughs> tweet? And so then I click on it. And then I read it, and then Instagram's like, he's fucking looking he at me it. like a little fucking piggy to he's the trough. He's a little solar daddy. <laughs> yeah, he just, yeah. he just wants, uh, he just wants the uh, give him some more of the uh, Sam Giancana pictures. <laughs> and so, literally, like, uh, and it'll just be like you see these mafia accounts that are pictures of like real mafia guys. And then it'll just be like a picture of Al Pacino, like old Al Pacino. <laughs> right. And it'll be like, class never dies or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, there's a whole it's, there's a whole <laughs> world of these accounts. Uh, but there's nothing. For you. When I look at these things, it's like uh, when I f- click on the magnifying glass, it's like I'm in somebody else's house. Right. Yeah. I would say for me, like I never, I never click on anything in the explore tab ever. Like yeah, I, I never, I ne- so what I find is mine r- wants to adjust rapidly all the time. Right. It's like, Oh, you're doing this one thing. Maybe that's the thing that like, so <clears throat> like for example, Becca and I just watched that Netflix series cheer, which is about like cheerleaders, like a, a cheerleading program at a college. So after we were done watching it, like one night we're in bed, we finished the last episode and we started looking up some of the people on the show cheer on Instagram just to see like, Oh, where are they at? And now my entire explore tab is just cheer videos. And like, I do not give a fuck about cheer. Like I liked the show, but like, I don't need watching it. Yeah. I'm done watching it. Like, so now it's like, I, and this is two weeks later since I looked up these people and I didn't follow any of them. I just looked at their Instagram and I'm like, okay. And I didn't follow any of them. But now, yeah, my explore tab is just videos from like all-star cheer from Sacramento, California. Like here's our newest routine. Like I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I've also noticed too before that, like I think if you're a man, it definitely like pushes like the Instagram model bikini model kind of thing to you as well. Like I don't follow any of those accounts. I don't, but I think it's just like, oh, you like pictures with women in it. Here's a picture of a woman who posts 40 times a day of her mostly naked, you know, or whatever. And that's very weird to me too. Yeah. Instagram stop doing that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I get cats and I get Simpsons uh, shit posts mostly. Oh, so I think it's it's got me now. It thinks I own a cat. 
Right. Because well, well, you always, your bone bone shit. I know exactly. I love bone bone the cat. There's a couple other cats I like, but I, I, the only targeted ads I get on Instagram now are for like litter boxes and like cat toys and stuff. So oh. I think it does genuinely think I own a cat. Right. I keep throwing it by like, because every now and again I'll post in French. Yeah. And then so I'll get ads in French. Yeah. Um, or I'll get like they'll advertise the dubbed over French version of a of an English movie yeah. like that I um so I do it it does feel nice when you feel like you've got them on on the ropes in yes. terms of like figuring you out but you want them to know at least something about you so that there's some like right so that you're not uh yeah it it it, it uh, cuz I I do feel like uh, there's a uh, there's a major political creep in my Instagram. Like, I that's not what I w- I'm on Instagram for. Yeah, and uh, so I don't really even like that I get into the uh, Bernie memes and stuff like that. Yeah, like I don't live in the United States. I'm not in a like, and I'm also not like one. I'm not like still making up my mind about anything. Two, I don't get to cast a vote yeah. or anything. So there's no like right. mind to be made up in any kind of final, like I'm, I'm on Instagram to like see photos of my friends and, and share photos of me and my kid and my dog. And you have a very pleasant Instagram. Oh, presence. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah. I, 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 uh, and, and I mean like, because, <laughs> and you know, we'll maybe get to this later, but because it's the only platform that I'm on, it's like, I'll go, you know, if there's a show coming up or whatever. But um, I do find that there's now, like, because it's the only thing that they get about me, besides the Sopranos, I'm not going to become, like, a Sopranos posting uh, you should bed. actually that could I think you be, should create uh, a new Instagram and yeah. just do your own Sopranos posts make my own Sopranos content yeah. by the way I bet we get a Sopranos uh, Funko oh that's possible that. that'd be wicked yeah. Kevin will be over the fucking moon <laughs> if I get a Sopranos one yeah okay yeah Kevin's a big big fan I have never seen it so yep I'll just we'll see. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll, I'll guess I'll you watch, know, watch it. You it's know good. so much about prosciutto for a guy who's never <laughs> seen The Sopranos. What can I say? You know, <laughs> Stefan, what's going on on your social media? Uh, I've got a Joey's World tour update. We don't have to oh, watch his videos. Good. Thank God, because I've already made I've already you watch. watched a video today. Yeah. That's enough. Do you know who um, uh, Joey's World tour is? I don't. He that's, is a, that's good. Yeah, you're gonna regret. Bring that him you up came on. Uh, so he is a fast food review guy on YouTube. Oh, oh wow. who like reviews fast food in his car, um, he, and he's just. I mean, it sucks. He does like food challenges and stuff and is just eating just the nastiest fast food like five times a week, recording videos with a GoPro. Um, yeah, that's oh, enough for this, Daniel. Poor guy. He has like 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. So he's like doing fairly well from YouTube and everything. Yeah. But like, I would say 90% of his fans are like ironic. Which he sort of knows and embraces, but he also has like extremely bad politics. Oh, okay. And so if you go to his Twitter um, and and uh, sort by replies, it's him just like yelling at Bernie Sanders and calling him a commie, <laughs> which I, I love. But he had a post this week. He was replying to um, Entertainment Tonight, the, the official verified Entertainment Tonight <laughs> account. Uh, which had just posted a story about uh, John Goslin from John and Kate Plus Eight. Oh yeah, uh, and he's a and he's a good guy. 
That's wow. what a lot of people know about He's him. a good follow on Instagram. I'll say that. He's yeah. always DJing in like a Chili's. That's like his oh, next big thing. Baby. Uh, Does he post anything with the kids or is he sometimes. totally like... No, he's, no, he's he still, still sees them. Yeah. Cool. But uh, the headline and they is... they actually both seem like good people, I thought. I John mean, and Kate, oh, both of them. God. And I really liked... And that's what I liked about that show. So the headline <laughs> is, he says the years of custody battles have cost him around $1.3 million. And then it's a picture of John Gosselin. John Gosselin discusses expensive custody battle with ex-wife Kate. Etonline.com. Joey replies to it and says, as if he's replying to John Gosselin, says, it's all your fault. You were too much of a wimp to stand up to her. Deep down, she wanted a real man to put her in her place. You couldn't see that? And this is the guy who will uh, put his entire face into a bowl of nacho cheese in a parked car. Like uh, he's like he's like as though um as though e. John's gonna see it yeah too. as though yeah. like E T is gonna like forward that to him yeah we'll like, let we'll let John know John. oh that's a really good it's a really good thing I, I do I do that is definitely a great genre of tweet where it's like people completely miss <clears throat> that like the person that they're talking to is not involved in the conversation at all you know yeah. Uh, that's good shit. Yeah. So he and I and I also have to say I agree with Joey completely <laughs> about his politics, uh, about his politics, yeah. and about his stance on divorce. He's the type of guy who will reply to like he's he's the type of online conservative who replies to like Jenna Jameson and James Woods, <laughs> and and views them as like these like political like lodestones. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. uh, these are the guys that we're I fighting wanna... the good fight yeah, together. Exactly. You and me, Jimmy. Just these like psychotic ex celebrities. I think that. Uh, I'm I'm I am a little confused about why anyone still cares about John and Kate. I think that's also a big part of this tweet for me. How old like would the kids is, be at this point? The kids I mean, are the kids are like in their 10, the kids are 12? no the kids are like teenagers now. Oh my god! Yeah, because that, that show that well, show yeah, I guess was like 2005 yeah. or something, right? So so that's the thing is like people don't the kids all have their own octuplets. <laughs> Yeah. Were the kids octoplets? They weren't. No. No. They, okay. No, that was Octomom. So that, was a that was a different thing entirely. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm yeah, now yeah. like consolidating like whole decades worth of memories yeah. into just like. Oh, uh, yeah. John and Kate. Kate was the Octomom, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kate, yeah, yeah. She was the Octomom and was briefly prime minister of post-Saddam Iraq. Yeah. So. And she was the third bachelorette. <laughs> I've won. This is the Joey reply I was thinking of. So when when Bernie won New Hampshire, he said, "Our victory tonight is the beginning of the end for Donald Trump." And then Joey replied and said, "Keep dreaming, commie." Keep dreaming, commie. And then all the replies. And now, in honor of these <laughs> results, I will eat a new ham. Well, all the replies are just screen grabs of him like eating Nutella and like <laughs> yeah, I love it. So Joey has a very good uh, Twitter presence, I have to say, and he's on Cameo. Check him out on Cameo. John? His cameo is pretty wild. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a funny tweet because people really like to uh, they'd really like when we talk about Canadian shit on the mm -hmm. show. And this is a very funny tweet from Brendan Hennessy this week. Uh, he's at BP Hennessy. And he just tweeted, uh, it's amazing that we share a common language with America, and yet the phrase Tanner Zipchin was paid in scene points is completely meaningless <laughs> to them. And uh, I just thought that was a really very funny, <laughs> so Canadian. A very funny post. So, Stefan, you're a big, you're a big zip head. I'm a big, that I'm fairly certain is a racial slur, is it not? Is it? I think it oh, is. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's also like. Uh, I thought, no, I thought, isn't it? Well, don't say what no, you think I'm it not, is. No, but it's not that exactly. I, it's missing a, uh, yes. by the way, <laughs> I really wish that the home listener 
got to see Daniel's participation, which is that of like the um, the mute performer on a children's show who can't communicate except with facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. like, like you are really trying He's to so good warn him. You're trying to warn John against. I honestly want to get like a Dan cam for <laughs> yes. our episode. It Dan. would be abs. I cannot recommend it enough. Dan's post blocked party career is as a mime. I yes. think he's, yes. like, he's building all these. This is like clown. <laughs> college yeah. but uh yes yeah, sorry okay so no i i, I but mean you know obviously i did not mean it in of the, course yeah know, so sorry he, a real tanner well, head okay i guess that's that's, that's right yeah. isn't it i mean i, I go to fine. i go to cineplex movies a lot and he was always doing like the pre-show and stuff and it was yes. sort of this uh you know i didn't like him or dislike him either way but it was kind of just like always there you know and yes. it felt very canadian and he has like a crazy name it's a Tanner cool name. Zip-Gin. I love that name. And he's on Cameo also. Is he? He is on oh, Cameo. We cameo. So we should wow. probably get a Cameo from him. Um, but yeah, like uh, friend of the show, Jesse Farrar, who's on an upcoming bonus episode. His yeah. pinned tweet right now is a quote tweet of me saying, I'm going to go use my scene points to uh, buy some food at Harvey's. And he's like, it just because it's so Canadian. Jesse right. loves like when I when I post very Canadian <laughs> stuff that only a Canadian is going to understand. Yes. So, scene points. Harvey's. Yes. Talking about uh, Show Me. Remember Show Me? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was like <laughs> yeah. six months. And we have Crave TV, you know, Skip the Dishes. Oh, I think yeah. Is, is they don't Canadian. have Skip there. Fudora. Well, I don't have Skip the Dishes. In my, I, I'm really, I'm even, take how angry I was about uh, prosciutto and melon. <laughs> That's how angry I am at Skip the Dishes right now. Because they, they, John Hamm they, stuff? Just, they just keep fucking up my. Uh, oh, my, yeah. Well, and we had Fatima Doré was on the show, and yeah, she right. like skipped the dishes, like blocked her from using them. That's right. Yeah, in a very weird way, where they were like, "Oh, well, sorry, we can't serve you as best as possible, so we're going to block you from using our service until we fix it." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." Fedora's better, I would say. I would say yeah, Fedora's f- better. Yeah, I would say they have all created a situation where no one is responsible for any part of your order. Right, and it's it, like it's it's one of those situations where. Like we've created, like a technology has been created. Not we. Like I mean, I've taken. We, we, we. I'm in the lab hammering out uh, lines of code. Like it, it's it's bad for the environment, the consumer, and the restaurant, and and the worker, and the worker. Yeah. Like it's tip it's, with cash if you can because they don't get the full. It's bad gotta, for everyone. Yeah, it's fucked. Every stakeholder, and yet. We're just like inexorably pulled by the nightmare of capitalism into like this. Th- like you can't get see because I hate all these fucking delivery apps. So then they'll go. Well, we'll just call the restaurant and get delivery. None of them deliver anymore. Yeah, right. None of them have dedicated delivery staff. So they all use these systems where like there's no like so if you get the wrong shit or like they bring the wrong stuff or it's not all there or whatever there is no chain of command like there's no no there's nothing yeah, yeah. and the best they'll give you is like okay well like we can refund like like and and, and okay i'm in a room with people who don't have like children but like you can't like turn to your 6 year old and be like uh, we're not having dinner tonight, but they got we got some credits for like, <laughs> like you can't just like if you've got people over at your house and you've ordered you know what right. anyway uh, it's but it's it's totally fucking nuts like this thing of it's not good for anyone yeah yeah there's no uh, 
The uh, worst, the worst experience I had with it was in Winnipeg, actually, at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, which is where it's from. And I ordered, uh, I ordered like poutine at like one in the morning. Another Canadian sentence. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the so the the they, it was like for half an hour they're like, yep, so the drivers going to pick it up, like whatever. And then they just sent me an email being like, oh, we couldn't fulfill your order. Sorry. Like it didn't come to like no one came with the wrong thing. No one like. Yeah. And there was no reasoning for this. There was no nothing like it was just like, oh, we just they just out of nowhere. And we had been waiting for half an hour. So in that time we wait, you're like you get even more hungry. Other things are closings. It's like midnight or one in the morning or whatever time it was. And then you're just like, "Uh, uh, okay. so then I emailed them being like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, same thing. They're just like, well sorry like we don't really know what happened but we just couldn't fulfill your order here's like 15 bucks off or whatever and once you're like the human body is and mind are like wetted for yes food exactly you're not like it's not like a thing you can just go oh don't worry we're not eating right like yes you, exactly you're now in a place where you're like well it's the middle of the fucking night and i have been like yeah. my mind and body are primed for uh, yeah like in the 70s you would go back to your hotel you'd be like oh well it's 1am we can't get any food i guess we'll just go to sleep yeah and you just exactly. are, you, you know, but we are like, no, I can get on my phone. I can order a poutine. It's going to come to me. We it's were bad. at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. I was there with the This Is That Boys and uh-huh. and Sean Cullen. Uh-huh. Hey, talking about Canadian sentences. Woo, woo, uh, uh, woo. Uh, my uh, uncle, Sean Cullen. Uh, we got to the um, uh, party. Like It was like the after party, but we were early. Like the shows hadn't all ended yet, so they hadn't put any food out yet. And so everybody's like... We're starving, but it's just us. And then at a table, David Steinberg and his like entourage. So David Steinberg is like this big comedy guy from the 70s who like now directs Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. Okay. And so we're in this like pizza place and we're just sitting there and like everybody's like, fuck, we're so hungry and there's nowhere you can go. There's no, and we're sitting in a pizza place, (laughs) but there's nobody can bring anything out. Um, uh, and then finally, like, they're like, okay, we'll bring out, like, the first few pizzas. And they bring them out to the table, and we get up to, like, go, like, grab a couple of slices. And David Steinberg comes and takes the pizzas and says, you guys don't mind. And then uh, <laughs> takes them over to his table. Uh, and we're all just standing there. We're like, we're like what? what just happened? What just happened? Fast forward to, uh, I was reading about Crazy Joe Gallo, the um, mob boss in uh, in the Colombo family who like... You were reading about it on your Explore tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you've seen The Irishman, is the guy that Sebastian Maniscolo plays. Yeah. Who goes, so you believe in this bullshit to uh, Joe Pesci? Right. And he's doing a bunch of act out of it. Uh, uh, yeah. As is his comedy act. He's just doing a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> so no that... one can see what I'm doing. It's completely pointless. <laughs> Joey Gallo, that real guy, uh, Crazy Joe Gallo, David Steinberg was the best man at his second wedding. <laughs> so the guy who took our pizza... So you're like, like mob connection, basically like a fucking connected guy. Hey, he's a made, <laughs> hey, he's a made guy. Yeah. So we all hey, thought bring like, back these fucking pies. <laughs> yeah. We thought we'd been like essentially emasculated by this, like, you know, you know, late middle aged uh, comedy director. But instead we had our pizza swiped by one of crazy Joey's boys. <laughs> Well, that's a better story. Yeah, it's yeah. a way better story. Way better yeah. story. Speaking of stories, let's move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? 
progress seeds blocked out. Woo! No longer can see the post. It's a blocked out. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a blocked out. All right, so Charlie, I'm excited for this one because this is a, this is a different genre entirely. Because you you blocked yourself, basically. Explain. Essentially, I mean, it it, it is a bit it's a bit new, but it's not uh, too dissimilar from the like chubby creamsicle boy uh, who blocked himself from, <laughs> from YouTube, YouTube fame. Yes, uh, <laughs> in that like, uh, so I about. Uh, three years ago, uh, uh, deactivated Twitter, uh, and then about six or seven months later, deactivated Facebook and I've been off ever since. And I like Facebook, you can reactivate or whatever, but Twitter, uh, is lost. Yeah. And I did like, um, on Twitter, I even lost my name. Like for a while, somebody was even using my old handle. And then they got, I think, um, they were killed by Crazy Joe Gallo. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Crazy Joe Gallo uh, got killed in Umberto's Clam House. Um, But that's a spoiler of both um, mob history, but also the the Irishman. But uh, so, um, yeah, I just like, uh, essentially, it was um, uh, it was around this time, 2017. Um, uh, and, uh, I, the thing with Twitter was, um, the first, the first little while it's like, it's, it's, it's the fun thing that, and I got on Twitter, I guess like 2009. So I wasn't like one of the earliest adopters, but I wasn't Yeah, that's fairly, that's pretty early. It was like pretty, it was, it was pretty early on. And, uh, I like it. I have, you know, when I came on Real Good Show, we talked about um, mental health stuff, and uh, I have uh, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, which is an, an anxiety disorder. But in general, I also have just a, a slew of other anxiety disorders, and I found that being on Twitter was just this like this uncontained uh, anxiety trap that was completely like like genuinely eroding my quality of life in a way that I couldn't um like I, I could no longer uh sustain. So um and I and I had like I had briefly like I, I did okay on Twitter. I never got one of the like um I had like twelve thousand followers and, and you I, had one massive viral tweet. I had two viral oh, two, tweets. Yes. So so um one tweet went viral like slowly not like not super slowly but like was like an overtime one and then one was like tied to the news cycle yeah yeah so the one that went viral um uh like slowly over time was like just just a story for like a, just an actual story from my life i had no idea that it was gonna go so this is my creamsicle version yes is <laughs> like kara my wife and i are at um uh famous foods on kingsway uh, and we, we were, it's just a hundred percent, just a true thing that happened. I did nothing to make the story jokier or whatever on the Twitter where, where we go up to the uh, cash register, we've got our groceries on the belt and the cashier looks at the two of us 
and takes the plastic divider and kind of like makes a guess and puts the divider <laughs> down just just assuming like there's no way that this like fucking grotesque man is with this beautiful woman and so i just i thought it was fucking hysterical and as we were leaving the grocery store i tweeted um i'm going to get the, the the wording wrong but i said uh, I, my, my wife is so much better looking than me that, uh, cashier at the grocery store literally just, uh, put a plastic divider down in the middle of our groceries. <laughs> yeah. And that went, uh, that was like one of those tweets that was like, went viral for a couple of years. Like it well, went because like, people would steal it. Like so I remember like they're like that. It was that it went that viral that like meme accounts or whatever would steal it and use it as their so own. So that order. like Tanner something guy from the bachelor or the bachelorette or whatever, like some guy who was trying to like parlay into a, like a, a, like a real reality TV thing into a, like he stole it. And then that version got reposted on a bunch of meme accounts. And then people would like, this is at Charlie Demers's joke and I would get like tagged and, and the, then it would like, get retweeted again. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So it would just like, um, every like four or five months, like his version of the joke would, would show up on some meme account. It got put on like the fuck Jerry uh, <laughs> account or whatever, right. like the, uh, uh, and it was just like this. Um, and, and you would also see it get like, uh, like, plagiarized for various demographics on Twitter. <laughs> like it was just, like, just, and that one was almost like interesting. Cause you got to see like how Twitter was shaped. Like it was almost yeah. like doing a barium swallow and then like <laughs> looking at like a CT scan of, <laughs> of Twitter. Cause like, so that one was never like particularly, obviously like it pissed me off that, that right. I, I, my, but I mean, it was not, it's not like someone took a joke that I had read. Like, this real is literally thing. just yeah. a thing that from my life that happened. <laughs> and then I, the other, the other one that I had was like a, it was a viral tweet that um, it went viral for like uh, three or four days in the middle of the 2016 American election. And it was, um, and this is one that really led to me quitting Twitter was so it was right after like so the grab them by the pussy video had come out and then all these women said yeah donald trump groped me and then he and then people were attacking these women who said right and so i tweeted something like yeah you know it's hard to say what what any of us think on the one hand uh you know uh, he says, I grab women by the pussy. On the other hand, these women are saying he grabbed me by the pussy. It's a real he and she both said situation. <laughs> and like it started getting, and I went into like full fucking panic attack. Cause there's people like yelling at you in their flies. Well, well and I just, I just like, I actually got spared most of that. Yeah. Um, because I didn't use his name okay. in the like, uh, so people weren't really seeing it. And there were so many retweets and there were so many like that. And, and the, the, the overwhelming majority of them were these like pro democratic um, accounts that like it all got lost. It was actually just purely the volume of it that made me feel so totally out of control of this yeah. thing that I had written and the, like, like just dragged out onto a scale of like, 
like as though if I were thinking like I'm I'm joking around with my buddies and then like you just find out you're in front of you know the entire universe like and and I for literally for three or four days and I mean this is you know I, I like I say I have I have anxiety disorders it's not a, like I I was I was like physically beside myself like yeah. I, I I I was like it, having full like panic attack symptoms and this was like not even anything anyone was doing like I wasn't even being attacked like it was um like just the fact that this tweet was was doing this yeah and then and then the next week like everything had settled down I was like this is what I'm trying to do <laughs> yeah yeah like that's the goal that's really, the right goal like of on, this especially whole as a comedian that you want to like yeah. you know you're a comedian you're an author like that's the point of having Twitter is like getting your message or whatever out yeah. there right so and it, and it was fucking horrible like it just right. it felt it felt awful and and i was like, like that was the point where i was like until then it was like, okay obviously twitter because because when you sit down and think about it like if anyone pitched twitter to you now in terms of like knowing what it's gonna be no one would be part of it yeah it's like hey do you want to be part of like just a never ending argument all the time <laughs> with everyone <laughs> in every direction about everything yeah. forever. <laughs> like, like no one would say yes to that. Yeah. And I remember like when, when, when Ta-Nehisi Coates quit Twitter in 2017, like he quit over the whole like Cornell West thing. And he, and he tweeted, he said like, look, I'm getting attacked by lesbians and neo-Nazis. And it was like, he was kind of, it was a shitty tweet because he was almost like equating the criticisms he was getting from both of them. Yeah. But I also understand his frustration of like living in a time and in a space where he is getting simultaneous criticism from those two groups. From two totally disparate, yeah. In in the 1960s or 1970s, fuck, if right through to the 1990s or like any pre-social media time. Because that was surrounded an argument between Ta-Nehisi Coates and, and Cornel West. If you had two African-American um, thinkers and scholars and activists or writers of, of that stature, if they were having a debate about something they could have assumed that that debate would take place within a forum that that would presume a level of buy-in of either that debate would have been hosted by uh, an African-American uh, periodical or an African-American university yeah. or an African-American civil rights organization where there would have been a, a minimum level of agreement of buy-in of like, look, we share at least this much uh, about what we think the direction of the, the idea that like uh, you're going to have a debate between Cornell West and Ta-Nehisi Coates about like, what's the best way forward in like a, a racist, uh, um, like unequal country. Like, and, the, and then also part of that conversation is going to be like, yeah, uh, so Jed from Texas <laughs> being like, well, I don't like any of this going yeah, on right yeah. Who goes like, well, uh, yeah, um, actually, uh, the sons of Shem uh, shouldn't be in the, according to, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, it's 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 absolutely fucking bonkers, right? right? Yeah. 
So for me, it was like, I, here was this thing that I felt was totally destroying my life. I, f- I feel like I look at the society. I think like, there's just no question. Everything that's supposed to be good about social media has remained totally hypothetical. And everything that's bad about it is like right on its face. Like yeah. it's like the president of the United States is Donald Trump. And I mean, we've gotten used to that, right? But like that used to be the like outlying joke, satirical, like Back to the Future 2, oh, totally. The Simpsons, like the worst fucking thing you could think of. And it's, I feel like it's like you look at those photos when people go like, oh, this is what meth does to you. Like, and, and you just, you're like, wow, like in five years, like, and in 10 years of Twitter, yeah. Donald Trump became the president yeah. of the United States. And obviously that's not the only thing going on, but I do feel like it's one of those things where just, there's no, like everybody thinks that the 2016 primaries for the democratic party were this like, especially rancorous thing and that Bernie bros and Hillary bots like hated each other more than any other. It's like, not only is it not true, it's empirically and verifiably untrue. A, a higher proportion of Hillary primary voters in the 2008 election did not vote for Barack Obama and instead voted for John McCain in the 2008 U.S. election. Like these, these numbers and they're not like fucking experimental numbers. They exist. Like we know for a fact. Whenever that gets brought up in someone's replies to, they'll just stop. They'll block you or they'll stop talking. Yeah, because there's just, no one. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and like the stuff that Obama said, the Obama campaign said about Hillary Clinton and vice versa, like was so much rougher than anything that the candidates say about each other. Now, why do we think that it's this especially venomous thing? Because we are all part of this 24-hour-a-day, never-ending, identity-giving fucking holy war. Um, so I, for me, it got to a place where I just thought, here's this thing that's killing me, uh, and I, th- I think it's killing society. So I, I just got to, I have to quit, but <laughs> you're coming back, baby. <laughs> I'm announcing it right now. Follow no. me at Charlie Demers, triple X 2020. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It is tough. It, like it's, it's a tough thing. And it's especially as a, like someone whose work depends on a, on an engagement with culture and an engagement with like public, whatever you do, you feel not having social media in 2020 is not like not having social media in 2005. You don't just get to decide that. It's like, it's like you can't just say, oh, I'm not going to have a cell phone. Yeah. Um, it's not like you don't just turn back to 1999. It's like making a real decision. So I do sometimes feel very sidelined. I do sometimes feel very retired. There's, there is like a dark side to not being on as well. Like, yeah. like there is a, it is that idea. I think that like, if you're a comedian or, or an author or any of those things, like you say, that's kind of a public facing creative position. I agree with you. Like we were talking about this, you know, we, we both did the debaters on Tuesday and we were chatting about this. And like, I do think there is that sense, like you say that people, they'll look you up and they go, Oh, Charlie doesn't have a Twitter. Okay. He must not be doing comedy yeah, or whatever, you know? And, and, and in Canada, especially, you know, because it's so hard for Canadian comedians to get into the discourse and to be, you know, to be out there. So the, 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 the avenues for getting uh, attention in Canada are so few and far between that people don't, 
you know, that people don't understand. Like it doesn't like what I'm saying is like, it doesn't matter how many times you're on TV or how many times you're on radio or whatever in this country, none of those things lead to anything real. So it's like this idea of, you know, Oh, well, if I can't find him online, then he must be, then he must've quit. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter that I, that I did Winnipeg last year and my TV appearance aired three months ago. If I quit Twitter, people would be like, oh, well, he's probably not. Well, cause who's watching, who watches TV? Yeah, no one. Or, or like, I mean, they do, but it's just like one yeah. group of people. Yeah. Um, old people. Sorry. Yeah. Old people. Old people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I, we, I was recording uh, an episode of something new with, um, uh, with a friend last night. Um, and I was talking about like. Connie Breton and and like how I had seen her on Spin City and you know that and that was the last thing I had seen her on and I was like you know that lady was so beautiful and she was so good on that show how was she never in anything else and then like I re- found, realized like she'd been in she's in everything, everything yeah. <laughs> for like the whole time since I just culture is so fractured now. Yeah, people can be on like people can be famous and you've never heard of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I see that all the time. I mean, I think, you know, there is this kind of there's always been that discourse of like old versus young and being hip and knowing what the youngsters are into. But like you see it now so much like being a teacher, like it is crazy. Like when I was in high school and I'm sure it's the same for you guys, like everyone was into things in groups. So it's like, oh, this group of like 50 kids likes corn and Limp Bizkit and rock music or whatever. And then yeah. this group of 100 kids likes rap music. They like Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and whatever and Eminem. And then this group of 100 kids likes country or like and that was just it. Like there was just these touchstones that you followed and that was it. And now it's like, oh, this one kid is obsessed with this one YouTube channel. And then these three kids are obsessed with this one podcast. And then these four kids love this one TV show. And then these like, so yeah, it's, it's a totally, it's a total thing where like you can consume a massive amount of culture and no one you know personally has any idea what it is yeah. or what you're talking about. Now, if I could just uh, jump to Twitter's defense here for please, a second. Please, please. So without Twitter, we wouldn't have the video of the guy's penis in the doors <laughs> closing. I just want to make that point. Okay? That's true. I wouldn't and, have seen that. I wouldn't have shown that And that's to you why guys. Charlie's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit, I missed this? <laughs> yeah. No, and look, like I have been, like I've been uh, lurking again on Twitter for the yeah. first time in years. Because this is the other thing about um, uh, social media is you get off and you're off for like a month or, or and then you see someone on it and you're like, holy shit, people still do Facebook? Like you can't even wrap your head around the fact that it's still like there, there's no part of it that you miss. Yeah. Um, but then something like uh, an election uh, it comes along or some big, uh, uh, you know, something like obviously like with the, the, the big like uh, wet sweat and uh, solidarity stuff that's happening. Like a lot of that is being updated online and people are being told, you know, here's where to coordinate or here's where to like, uh, and that's also where people expect you to express your solidarity for, for yes. stuff. Yeah. And, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, it's, it's a, um, it, it, it's, so I have found myself like, 
you know, for the first time in a very long time, logging in through like Safari to like go look at like, you know, the Chapo Twitter, uh, like just to see what's going on with Pete Buttigieg, yeah. uh, which is like, um, and, and, and feeling this like very uh, contradictory feeling of like, on the one hand, like, put me in coach, let me fight these, uh, you know, right. let me fight these hacks. And on the other hand, like, just like, trying to convince my wife like let's let's buy some land like far away like you know, like, like, like like let's just get away from all of this and i really like uh it's fully fully unresolved like it's i i, I can't tell you what side i've come down on with it i don't know that i made the right decision i don't know like like you know it's i can say i can say that i think it's objectively bad for for humanity and for society in the same way that I think the private automobile is objectively bad, but I also have a car and uh, I pick my kid up from school in it like, and need it. And I acknowledge that some decisions happen at a pay grade above the individual. So like, I don't know that individuals opting out of Twitter, like that's, I don't know that that's the choice, like that it might, that it might just be, Bigger than that, but I blocked myself, uh, and I went blind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have another. Uh, this is kind of goes into our listener block nicely because this kind of picks up where we left off last week. You you referenced uh, you know our, our creamsicle man who blocked himself off of off of YouTube, and uh, I believe that was Jacob. And this week we hear from Connor who also. Uh, did some in real life blocking, and the subject of the email is I. I got blocked on Facebook and in real life for faking my own death. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So this is from Connor. Uh, he says, hey, block party. I'm a relatively new listener, but I have a block story I think you'll like. During the summer between ninth and 10th grade, my shitty friends and I all got Facebook accounts. This was in 2010. We were pretty new to social media, so we thought it would be funny to fuck with the kids in our class by faking my death. I grew up in Florida <laughs> near the water, so we were posting that we were at this bridge dicking around, we were going to jump off it, etc. And then my buddy posted something to the effect of, oh shit, CJ jumped off the bridge and hit his head. <laughs> Followed soon after with like, on the way to the hospital, keep CJ in your prayers. Maybe 20 minutes later, he posted RIP CJ Harris 10-26-1994, whatever date it was. You were a great buddy. People started messaging me and the guys who were posting asking what had happened and whatnot all the kids at my high school were obsessed with making groups for everything so they made an rip cj group where they were posting memories and pictures anyways a few hours later i logged on and posted that i was alive and that it was a joke and i was immediately blocked by a dozen of my peers and people who didn't block me sent me some very angry messages (laughs) that i completely deserved needless to say they also blocked me in real life i didn't have any friends in 10th grade The real icing on the cake here is that I'm a big idiot who, after all of this happened, managed to break his arm and knee in separate incidents right before school started again. So I came back to school in a wheelchair. (laughs) At first, people wondered if the whole thing hadn't been a joke, then realized that I'd simply gotten my just desserts so they would laugh as I struggled to push myself around with my shitty arm and shitty leg. It was good shit. Anyways, thanks for reading. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for the grade A content, CJ. 
that's so good. That's such a grade 10 thing to do. Oh, too. totally. Like, cause I can't, I do think about that sometimes too, Charlie, like you're talking about humanity and everything. Like I definitely think about like what would have happened if social media was oh around when I was God. in high school. Like, like we had MSN and that alone yeah. was like, just fucked with me so hard. Yes. Like my I, friends would like log on to like, they would create fake accounts that I thought was like a girl I had yeah. a crush on and they would fuck with me and be like, Oh yeah, I like you so much. Like, let's go on a date. Then you'd like talk to that girl at school the next day. And she'd be like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, I just can't even That's imagine having like Facebook and all, like, Oh, it is. But I was this exact age when the internet basically came into private consumer use. Like, right. I, cause I'm born in 1980, uh, mid nineties is like basically when, you know, suburban North America starts getting, and my dad was a teacher. So Apple always had these like deals for teachers cause yeah. they wanted to get yeah. uh, teachers using, um, Apple products. So I, you know, and, and there's, you have, there's this immediate, like for a kid, there's this, or like a teenager, there's this immediate thing of like, this is not real life. So I get to do the things that like, I get to indulge my id in this crate. Like, and like, I never, as a, I, I never lied to my dad. I wasn't like a dishonest kid. There was no like, and one of the very first things I did on the internet was pretended to be Ken Dryden in, <laughs> in an ESPN chat room. Like, because that was the way the internet was organized then was in these like, like topic based chat rooms. Yeah. And I like signed on as, as like first as like ESPN administrator, like the name and said like, Hey, we've got some big news. <laughs> Uh, Ken Dryden's going to be coming on. He's going to be answering some questions. Uh, you know, if you want to chat with Ken Dryden, he's going to be coming on in 10 minutes. So blah, blah, blah. And I just kept doing these, like the countdown. Cause that right. felt like more realistic yeah. to me. Then I came in as like, you know, guest Dryden or something like that. <laughs> and the chat room even then was split between like, but I mean like half the people there were like, Oh, cool. Some people were like, this is obviously bullshit. And the other people were like, Hey, if you want to blow your chance to talk to Ken Dryden, <laughs> that's one thing. But I, but the, the, the thing of it is like, I knew sweet fuck all about <laughs> hockey. I know nothing at all. And so people were like asking me what I thought about like, Hey, what do you think about this guy? Like this new goalie. It was like, and so I just, started lapsing into these like pure hockey cliches right. of like, well, as long as he takes it one shift at a time. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was, um, but that was like one of the very first things that came into my like thought of what can I do in the same way that like you get a, a video game and you're like, oh, I can punch this person yeah. and there's no consequences. Right. But the internet is this weird place where like there's kind of half real consequences Yes, yeah. certainly now there's more. There was less yeah. back then. Back were like, then. Yeah, not very many back then. But it is like it is the equivalent of like, yeah, you get a, a new GTA game, and the first thing you do is climb the highest building and jump off. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I can't do this anywhere else. Yeah, oh, totally. Man. Trying if to think would... of the statute of limitations on me pretending to be Ken Dryden's <laughs> run out. I think you're good. I think yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, if you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com. Uh, you can also uh, donate to the show at patreon.com slash blockedparty. This is BP Sweeps Month, so we've got a lot of great bonus content coming up. Uh, we have Trivia Party number two coming out this this week uh, with Jesse Farrar from your Kickstarter Sucks. Uh, last week, we posted our, another edition of Word Up, our all cameo bonus episode 
episode and that was with Chris Locke. Uh, very, very funny. A lot of people saying it was one of their favorite bonus episodes do ever. Do we have a clip from that? Uh, we do have a clip from that. And so we will play that clip right now. So that was for Bo. This one is for George. And this is a this is one of our, an entry in what we would say is one of our favorite cameo categories, which is uh, which is $40 for nothing. Uh, <laughs> six seconds long. Uh, the review guess I'm just spoiled from receiving other cameos that were higher quality, but this was the fastest, least sincere, most impersonal cameo ever received. Pretty disappointing. And I'm not even going to give it to the person it was meant for. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. George, you must be really great because somebody told me that you are the best boss ever. Congratulations on that. <laughs> That's it? That's the whole video, like man. No. Yep. Yeah. 40 bucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see the look on Chris's face right now. But you paused it. No. no That's the ended. end. Oh my god, she's a con artist. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> Was, I can't give this to George. It was for that guy's <laughs> boss too. Yeah, yeah. The guy's like trying to. Imp- but I mean, his boss is obviously horny. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you know what my boss would like. My boss is always locked in his office, jacking off to yeah. Adrian Lima. Yeah. Notice my boss jacks off a lot. What could I get him? What do you get the guy that has everything? He's my boss. He's rich. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Get him some jack off material. <laughs> and of course, later this uh, month, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> And later this month, we are going to, as we said, release the video bonus episode, the Funko Pop Challenge. We're just about to record it with Kevin Banner. Uh, It's going to be a blast. So look out for that. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blocked Party Pod. And you can rate and review the show on iTunes. Please rate and review us that and subscribe if you know. Yeah, if you're not subscribing, that would be great. That That really helps us in the iTunes algorithm. So please do that. It is sweeps month. We've got a few more huge guests coming up uh, to end off this month. It's going to be a blast. So stay stay tuned. Stay locked in. uh, And, you know, thanks again for all of your support thus far. and, And we we've been really enjoying it this month it's good it's been, it's yeah. been great yeah. and uh, well i was gonna say we have a live show coming up but it's sold out so yeah this is where we were going to promote our live show uh <laughs> which wonderful. is on march yeah. 13th uh and then you guys sold it out in two days so uh thanks for that yeah uh, there might be some yeah we'll, we'll probably have some tickets available at the door we'll keep you posted yeah. on that uh, where's the show up. Little Mountain. Uh, it is at Little Mountain. Nice. On yeah. March 13th. And uh, that's a Friday. And we with also special guest Chris James with special guest Chris James. And we have uh, Stefan and I also have trivia coming up on yes. Monday, February 24th at East Van Brewing. But before we leave, Charlie, we always like to end with a top three. Okay, here we go. Okay. You were you, you were nervous about I, this. I was and still am because <laughs> uh, I had one that I like I thought might be a fun conversation, but not necessarily lend itself very much to any comedy. Um, and then you sort of bolstered me in the, in the second one that I thought of uh, in terms of like the Canadian content. So I thought top three things you wish the world knew about Vancouver. Oh, Ooh. okay. Damn. Yeah. That's All right. Good. Okay. Top three things I wish. So the you start world with your number three. three. So I'll start. So my yeah. number three is like, uh, like, uh, I wish that people knew that Jimi Hendrix is more or less, was more or less as much from here as from Seattle. Yeah. There's the house mm. down in, in yeah. Chinatown there. And his family was here for like yeah. generations and he went to elementary school here and like Jimi Hendrix 
we we essentially have as much a claim on Jimi Hendrix as Seattle does. But we're way more chill about it than Seattle is. Well, it's all Seattle has. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> they have no Nirvana. That, uh, yeah, Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. And Microsoft. And Pearl Jam. Yeah. The Seattle's got a lot. And okay. Modest Mouse. Yeah. I really cool. do like Seattle. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah, even too. know why I said that. And the Seahawks. And <laughs> an NHL team soon. Yeah. But they don't have an NBA team, <laughs> no. just like us. Yeah, so. I used to. I've just like lost because after the Grizzlies, then I would go down to watch the Sonics. Right. And then and now you got nothing. Now I got nothing. You got to go yeah. to Portland. And that's then too, I, that's I, a bridge too it's far. It's a bridge too far. Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. And then you like, if you haven't watched uh, basketball in like 20 years and then you turn it on now, you're like, oh, they traveling is no longer a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can just travel anytime. Yeah. It's 100 percent like double dribbles and traveling. traveling are just no longer yeah. not allowed. They're like, oh, the game is better when you, you let these guys travel. <laughs> okay. It kind of is, though. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't imagine that. No. That no, is, no. Like, yeah, that's that's a it's called a Eurostep, Charlie. Oh, okay. So, yes. Okay. You yeah. know. Yeah. So Jimi Hendrix. That's I like my, that. That's a good one. Uh, number three. Okay. Number three for me is that it doesn't snow up here. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think Canadians one. know that it doesn't snow in Vancouver. Right. Uh, like famously so right yeah but if you live in the united states i mean it's basically it's basically just the exact same weather as seattle so it, it does rain it a lot snows like yeah. once a year but it, if that even, yeah I, i'm yep. we've gone like two or three years with no snow and then so. people and then the, and then what canadians do with that they go oh vancouver don't know what to do in the snow yeah because it doesn't happen here yeah, yeah. and there's which is weird, a good thing yeah it's one it's a good thing but two why are you critical of us for not being as good with the weather you get for six months of the year that we get for four days? Yeah. Yeah. It's like if we were like, look at this fucking prairie idiots who don't know how to climb mountains. Like, yeah. because you don't have them. Like, yeah, it's a, we weren't when Calgary. I mean, not that any of us know how to climb mountains. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's true. When Calgary was flooding, we weren't like, oh, looks like someone doesn't know about drainage. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I'm morons, but yeah, you're, that's different. Yeah. Uh, number three for me, I'll be a little bit of a softy here, and I will say that we, I believe, we have an incredibly good comedy scene in this city. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's better, a good one. I mean, better than uh, to me. I think it's the best comedy scene in Canada, and I would, I would argue, it's got to be up there with one of the best in North America. And I think we have a very unique comedy scene here in that, in that stand up and improv and sketch comedians very often blend together for shows and it's a very supportive comedy community. And, uh, you know, we have just some of the best comedians in the country and in the continent, I would say. Mm. So that's, that's what I, and I'm not including myself in that. That's just a, right. It's just a general, but you're including the podcast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pulling you in from inside. <laughs> From being included, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're definitely, you're most definitely included. You're most definitely included. And I think that's very true. Um, number two, uh, uh, because of what Vancouver is now and the way it kind of looks from the outside and all the things that are, that are true about it as this kind of like yoga yuppie place. I, one thing I would love people to know about Vancouver is that it was until very recently uh, very much a tough place. And there were parts of it that were very scary. And on the outskirts, like it, when you get out into the suburbs, like still, still really are. And that it's not this like kind of um, sugar, uh, 
Yeah. Like spun sugar city. I Very think that cosmopolitan. Like, yeah, yeah it's I not, think people yeah. like have this idea of of because of that is definitely like what it has, I guess, become in the sense of like you can only have every house being worth a million and change for so long before there are no tough and scary parts of a place. Right. More or less. But um, But you know who does make a lot of money, Charlie? Who's that? Criminals. <laughs> that's true. So that's you true. do have to consider that. It's just a different type of crime. That's true. That's true. It's true. <laughs> but then it was that it was like uh but it was kind of like that it was a blue collar town. Yes. That it was like a resource town, uh full of kind of like shit kickers. And uh that that was very much like a part of the city's DNA. And uh like uh it's sort of been subsumed like you definitely don't see it as much and 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 I don't want to be uh nostalgic like in some ways it's great that it's not like um uh you know they that used to show itself in very ugly ways as well but that it's not just this kind of like um dainty punchline city right. either I like yeah. that uh so Vancouver just got like ride sharing and I right, think yeah, yeah. people before we got ride sharing, people were like, oh, people thought like there's no way to get around. It's so hard to get around this city. And we have like maybe the best public transit system in North America, potentially. It's like up there. It's like a top oh, it's three won awards for it. It's for sure. so it's so good to use. And like, I mean, if you're like physically capable of like taking the train from the airport to downtown where you're most likely staying, if you're staying in Vancouver, it's like so much easier than waiting for a car. And it's so much better. And I think people get this idea that like, oh, you get to the, you get to Vancouver, you got to wait in the line for a long time to get a cab. You're still going to have to wait in a line for a long time to get a ride share also. And the train downtown is the easiest fucking thing in the world. So just take that. Still take that. I feel like people don't know that it's like that easy to get around, especially Mm -hmm. downtown is so walkable, (laughs) you know? I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see what, what the like ride share, like how that changes the, uh, because it has been so strange to be like on the outside of one of the biggest like everyday yeah. life changes of yeah. uh, like in North American yeah. culture. Yeah. LAX like, like banned rideshare pickup from the airport because it was such a disaster. Really? The lineup with like the traffic was just so, so bad. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. And that's just probably what's going to happen at the airport here. You know, yeah. it's yeah. not going to make the traffic any better. You're still going to be waiting probably just as long. Yeah, plus yeah. we put that outlet mall right beside the airport. Oh, that's right. Real yeah. genius move that we did there. <laughs> okay, yeah. John. Uh, number two, uh, what I wish people knew about Vancouver is I wish that they came here and ate sushi here because I think they need to know that a sushi roll should not be $17. Uh, we have very <laughs> good, very affordable sushi here. I realize we are at a bit of an advantage because we are a part of the Pacific Rim and we have a lot of native Japanese people or second generation Japanese people that live here. But I mean, you go to other cities and sushi is so expensive. It makes no sense because it shouldn't be. It's not an expensive item to make. And we have very many cheap, delicious sushi options. So I wish people knew that sushi can be very good yeah. and cheap. Because people know about the good sushi in Vancouver. Correct. But they, they don't, don't necessarily understand. know that it's cheap. Yeah, they don't understand like, oh, you can go to a place and pay $10 for an amount of food that will make you completely full yeah. and it will be better than any go sushi to that's in your city. That's my, rec- my recommendation if you're in Vancouver. That's a good, cheap yep. sushi place. There you go. I love it. Great. I'm, al- I'm allergic to rice. Oh, I know you are. Can you believe yeah. that? 
I can't. Oh. I'm, I miss it so much. <laughs> yeah. Is and there, I, there's, there's, there's like quinoa sushi. I know. I, mean, I, I have to try Like I, I haven't tried the quinoa sushi. I can't imagine it's great. But, but. I, 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 I went around slandering so many sushi places because I would just like, I'd go, I'd eat sushi at a place and then I'd throw up. So I'd tell <laughs> people, I'd be like, oh, oh you don't go there. It's like, terrible. No, fuck, that place is bad news, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, if you if I've ever told you I threw up after sushi at a place... Uh, I take it's it back. It's my fault. Yeah, yeah. go. Go back. <clears throat> okay, this one's a little, uh, uh, like, I'm going to go, like, where John went on the, like, sort of slightly, you know, o- overly sincere or, like, the sort of maybe kind of corny sounding. But my thing about, uh, and I feel like I'd like the world to know this about Vancouver, but I also feel like a lot of people in Vancouver don't know this about Vancouver, uh, is that uh, diversity or multicultural, you know, whatever in Vancouver is not new that it's not a recent phenomenon a lot of people think it's like a post expo 86 so in 1986 there was a a, a c grade world's fair here um you're wearing a shirt too. yeah oh, that's right <laughs> i didn't mean that i didn't even realize i was wearing an expo 86 shirt uh so and and when i say c grade i don't mean like i'm not like that's not me being like judgy like there are actual technical gradients of um world's fair exhibitions and like so expo 67 in montreal was like i think like an a, like a top grade like an a grade like this was um like a third tier one, the yeah. the, uh, the theme was transportation. So that's why we got the SkyTrain as part of the, right. uh, like, and a lot of people think that that's when people started coming to Vancouver and that's when Vancouver became multicultural. And that until then, it was just white people. So first of all, nowhere in uh, North America started out as just white people. Uh, that just as a basic fact. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, but even... Even pre-contact, Vancouver was home to three uh, indigenous uh, peoples. So the Musqueam, the Squamish, and the Tsleil-Waututh, who who had like overlapping um, places that they used, like weren't all in different uh, physical uh, territories. So like was always a place where there was more than one kind of person. And from the very beginning uh, of like... Uh, post settlement of like Vancouver as a as a city has always had um, Europeans, Asians, uh, Africans. Um, uh, that had, there's uh, there's always been so people often come and they see people who are like maybe uh, Punjabi or Chinese and think they've you know they've been here for fifteen or twenty years and some some people have been here for f- uh, five generations um, and. Uh, are from those uh, are from those backgrounds as well. Okay, I like that. Yeah. A, lot, a lot more intelligent than my answers. I'd yeah, say. mine's pretty stupid. My number one is that <laughs> uh, people know about like that Vancouver likes to riot yeah. after after sports losses. But this is related to mine because yes, in nineteen kickers in nineteen oh seven there was an anti Asian race riot, and then in two thousand whatever when 11. was the last eleven. We had a multiracial yes. hockey riot. Exactly. You're right. And so that we're is coming together. Community. So that is that's a good point, actually. That's, yeah. yeah. So that's a sort lot of, of people don't realize that. The the ninety four and twenty eleven riots, people are like, Oh, they paint they painted as like a bad thing. And I think it's a good thing because it shows <laughs> how much we care about our sports team. I, I, I bring this up whenever whenever like an Edmonton fan or a Calgary fan is like, oh, you guys are going to go riot in the streets? Maybe we will because we love our team. I don't see you fucking turning cars over in, uh, on White <laughs> Avenue or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's anyway, I think the riots are. I think they're good, and it shows how much we support and love our team. <laughs> that's your. That's your big take. That the that riots was, are. That good. was like a big online thing for me. Was embracing that when because as a Canucks fan, yeah. And I don't tweet about the Canucks anymore or really like watch them that much. But when I was and and yeah, fans of like, other the teams, riots are good. Yeah. When yeah. Fa- it just like turns off that that thing, like where because that's their go to thing. It's like, oh, you guys love rioting, don't you? And then you yeah. just realize all of a sudden I just have this realization, like, yeah. We do. Yeah. It fucking rocks. It's cool. We're smashing windows and shit. It's it's cool as hell. And then yeah. they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I can't really say anything to that. John? <laughs> I mean, We're good you... at driving in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> how do you follow that? I don't even fucking know, you know? Uh, I would say that uh, my whole kind of... <sighs> this is this is hard. I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't come into this with a plan number one. But I, I'm going to piggyback on Charlie's a little bit and just say that... Yeah, that um, not everyone here hikes and not everyone here who does hike takes pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't there I are, don't agree with there are, there are some people who hike and they just don't. And you don't, don't know. They, they don't, just don't, they don't take a photo of it. Yeah. They just don't say. They're just like, yeah, how do you I know like, they hike then? Yeah. That, well, they just they tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they still do tell you. Yeah. Yeah. They still tell you. But they blog just like, about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Hiking mummy at dot blogspot.com. Medium.com. Yeah, exactly. Blogging takes. Hiking takes. Blogging takes. Jesus Christ. That's how I end. That's how you end. Yeah. Uh, we could go back you. to the rhyming food shit. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Charlie, for being here. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I'm uh, starting a new podcast with uh, my friend and yours, Dave uh, David Harris. Yep, past um, guest of the yep, show. Past guest and of the show. And a fan favorite. Yes. Uh, so uh, David and I both have um, obsessive compulsive disorder and uh-huh. anxiety disorders, and we are starting a mental health podcast uh, called The Fight or Flight Crew. Uh, and, uh, and we just recorded the first episode last night. It got very, very deep. With, uh, I think it was very, very funny, um, but we, we got we cut close to the bone. And so the idea is going to be we're going to talk about – we sort of feel like everybody who – like mental, mental health is one of these things like either we don't talk about it or we just talk endlessly about it, but in in totally insufferable ways. So when people go, hey, let's talk, like it's always in this like overly earnest, really sterile kind of um, yeah. corporate friendly way. Uh, we're hoping to like, I think we're both sort of secretly trying to make the show that we wish we had heard when we were kids and, yeah. and would have made us uh, aware that we weren't going through the very first uh, time anybody had experienced this so uh yeah the show is called um the fight or flight crew and uh it'll be going up this week and nice. i hope that people will check it out and i hope they'll enjoy it fantastic that and you're on awesome. twitter at i'm on twitter <laughs> at uh, snooki dot uh, lurk dog 69 <laughs> yeah uh, thank you everybody for tuning in uh, again you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party you can follow us on twitter and instagram at blocked party pod we appreciate all your love and support and we'll see you back here next week goodbye Dan put the video up again 